0: The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. The Welcome to the Show podcast, your favorite podcast. I know it. Manny knows it. Manny, say what's up to to the fans.
1: What's up?
2: What's good, man? I'm good, man. Things are things are rolling along here. We have we have some CT, we have some announcements, CT. Okay. All right. The Welcome to the That's... Show Sports and Pop Culture blog and podcast network CT is expanding. Starting this week on Wednesday, the Hot Heads Podcast, a fantasy football podcast, is gonna join the Welcome to the Show Podcast Network. So make sure that you check out their next episode, which drops again this Wednesday. And we're going to put a link in the description for you guys to to be able to find it easily. So, if you want really good fantasy football content, you know, what should you do with your fantasy football team week to week? Who should you buy? Who should you sell? So on and so forth. Make sure you check these guys out. Last announcement, CT. Let me just play audio to introduce this really
1: quick. Jarrell Jarrell. I feel like... I feel like I should just be in the Bronx right now, <laughs> chilling, waiting for my mom's cooking or something. But I'm here in front of my inspirations. I'm here in front of people who I'm so motivated by. And the reason I'm here is because of actors like the people I was in the category with. Um, I have to thank my mom who's with me today, my beautiful mother. I couldn't, damn. Damn, um, I couldn't do it without her. Um, my dad, Sierra, Titi, Malita Tariq, Mama, Papa, te quiero. Um, of course, Ava. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Netflix. My team, Perry, Emily, Jen, UTA, everybody. Jordan, I know you out there. But most importantly, this is for the men that we know as the exonerated five. It's for Raymond, Yusuf, Antron, Kevin, and King Corey Wise.
2: All right, so the voice you just heard there was Jarrell Jerome. He's a Dominican-American from the Bronx. He becomes the first Afro Latino Amer- uh, Afro-Latino to win an Emmy Award for his performance in When They See Us, which is about the exonerated five, formerly known as the Central Park Five. Definitely check out that show on Netflix. It was amazing. Um, and I'm very proud of this young man for taking home an Emmy and representing Dominicans, Dominicans from New York especially. Um, we're going to discuss this more in this upcoming episode of the Replay podcast on Friday. So make sure you guys subscribe to that as well. CT. Nice.
0: Nice. so wait he was the first dominican born actor or dominican american actor first
2: so he's dominican american he's like us he was born in uh in new york city grew up in the bronx i think he still lives there um i believe he went to LaGuardia, uh which my niece isabel goes to shout out to isabel um and yeah man first afro-latino to win an emmy for his performance so Nice. Huge accomplishment and great representation. He was also in Moonlight. I don't know if you saw Moonlight, but it won the Oscar uh, about three years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, He's a really good actor and um, his performance in the show is out of this world. So, definitely check it out.
1: What's Moonlight about?
2: (laughs) Moonlight is about a young man from Miami who grows up in a pretty broken household. He, He... gets taken under the wing of this drug dealer. Uh it turns out that he is the young man is gay and you know in a tough neighborhood in Miami, he falls in love with another young man and as they grow up, they kind of go their own separate ways, but they meet, you know, they meet again later on in life. Uh mm. it's a really really good movie. It won the Oscar for best picture. I think it was 20 2016, I think it was, or 20 2017, maybe. But definitely a really good movie. I, w- I would I would, check that out, too. Now, let me ask you something, Manny.
0: Yo. And be honest. Tell me. Give it to me straight. Gotcha. Right? Is it bad that I have no interest in watching that movie? Or, no. Or
2: when they see us? Um, It's not bad. For Moon Knight, I, it's okay if you don't watch it. I think it's a really good movie, but I understand if, you know... You don't want to invest two hours in that kind of movie because it is pretty serious. It is, but it's a really good, really well shot movie. Um, the director's yeah. amazing. Acting you
1: is amazing. You know what it is?
0: You know yeah. what it is? I, I feel like I've always watched movies to be entertained, yeah. not to be like, you know, not to. For me to watch something serious, I might as well just watch a documentary. And I'm not saying there's no place for serious movies yeah, yeah. in the world. Obviously, they're important and they
2: people have a lot of success with them. But I don't know what it is, man. Is that, I understand. Is that wrong? Is that no, wrong? There's nothing wrong with that. And when they see us, that one, I would say, is worth the investment because it's really well made. It's based on a true story. And it's kind of relevant, relevant to the times. And the thing, though, is that I will tell you about when they see us is that I walked away. I got the sniffle still. Sorry, people. With two feelings. I walked away with two feelings. One, I felt angry because our justice system um, and so on and so forth is so broken. And it still is. So that made me angry. And two, I walked away um, feeling like especially with Jarrell Jerome. His performance was so out of this world that it was kind of inspiring. You're just like, oh my god! Like, like he really went in on this character and he did such a good job. And then to find out that he's Dominican to top it off, that he's from the Bronx, that he's from you know New York City, um, you know, that was to me that was awesome. That was an awesome feeling. So if if only for that, to see this kid's performance, check it out. And it's worth it. It's a good show. It's well shot and it's a true story. I'm gonna do it, man. Do it. I'll watch. Do it for me. Do it for the kids. Do it for Dominicans. All right, everybody. We're back (laughs) with sports. (laughs) I'm going to reel this one back in. Let's go back.
0: Guys, we're going to start off with some baseball talk, as always. We're probably going to skip over the NBA talk because I don't know what's going on with the NBA. I haven't heard anything. I don't know if Manny has. Maybe he has. Yeah. He'll let us know.
2: I'll tell you. Let's do NBA first since it's only going to take us 30 seconds. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So uh, there's nothing happening in the NBA. One, uh, the only yeah. thing that I saw today that piqued any kind of interest in me was that the Nets are remodeling their their arena. It's gonna include subway tiles and it's gonna be gray. That's all I got for you guys. On to baseball. Is it just
0: me? Let's let's talk about that Nets remodeling. They're gonna <laughs> have subway subway tiles. What does that mean exactly? Like subway so, tiles on the tunnels or subway tiles on the
2: uh, on the court? I'm not exactly sure what they mean by subway tiles, but there there are different types of subway tiles. You have the tiles that you, when you go to New York City t- subways, yeah, up on the wall, you'll see they're like rectangular. They're 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 not like I'm trying to you know they're they're placed like an alternate. You know what I'm saying? It looks like brick yeah, kind yeah. of, but it's tile. I don't yeah, know yeah. where exactly. I don't think that tile is going to be on the floor because I don't think you could play basketball on tile. Uh, but there's going to be subway tiles somewhere. I'm guessing somewhere around the arena, maybe around the perimeter. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, the nets. But, the nets but are the, setting, the net. Go ahead. But the court itself is going to be wood, like all courts are. But it's going to be gray.
0: Yeah, the Back nets are you. setting themselves. The net. <laughs> <laughs> the nets are setting themselves up for failure, man. First of all, New York subways are ugly.
2: <laughs> some of them so, are really nice. Some of them are really nice. Like there's some train stations that are beautiful, but aside from that, I, I hate the fucking. I, don't know. So I can't stand it. No, but you, but you know what I mean,
0: right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like New York teams, they never try to be too New York, right? Like Madison oh, no, Square the- Garden. The Nets are trying is, too hard. Yeah, the Nets are trying too hard, man. Like Madison Square Garden just is Madison Square Garden. It, it's it's a part of New York. It's like a it's like a thing. It's not like oh, we're Madison Square Garden. Let's let's run the George Washington Bridge through our uh, you know arena or something <laughs> and show you guys how New York we are. I, I don't know if I'm just being a hater, man, but it's your boy. Your boy had part ownership of that team. He had no say in this. There's no way he had a say in this. <laughs> I'm look, I'm gonna look it up. But anyways, guys, that was NBA CTV, talk. Now that oh. we're
2: on Jay Z, really quick, and we have this, this is gonna be the longest podcast because we're going off target, <laughs> uh, off you know, course a lot. My wife brought something up uh, Saturday night that made Good. me wonder. We were watching. Uh, so we had nothing to watch. We're all caught up, caught up on TV or whatever. It was like eleven o'clock. The kids went to, be, to bed late, and we throw on Netflix. Can't think of what to watch. We decide to watch, of all things r kelly documentary yeah i know oh snap. um i'll watch that i had no idea that r kelly married Aaliyah when she was 15 years old and he was like 28 years old or something like that and they lied on the mat yeah they got married they have the, they show the marriage certificate she said she was 18 on it but she was really 15 yeah you anyway. didn't know that i didn't know that no i had no idea wow. i knew they that were was like married the first but i thought she was That's 18. Why
0: he wrote the song age is nothing but a number right for her.
2: yeah Exactly. So anyway, so then she brought this up, this little number up, and it got me to thinking. At first, I dismissed it immediately. I said, "No, no way." I know what you're gonna say, Jay Z and Beyonce. Um, he's significantly older than she is, and did Destiny's? Was Destiny's Child under Rock Nation? Under his label? No, I don't think. I don't think they were. I think they were under White Clefts. Okay.
0: I got to look that up, actually. But But what's your your point, Manny?
2: Then she started Googling that her and (laughs) JC met when she was 18. But I just find it kind of suspicious that it was 18. You know what I mean? Like, that was like too, you know, Ah. like, yeah, oh, I was 18. That's what you say when you get pulled over. You're 17 years old and you had too much to drink. Oh, yes, officer, I'm I'm 18.
0: Yeah, I think he actually met her when he when she was eighteen, and I think he liked her since then. But I don't think he made a move till she was like in her early twenties. Okay,
2: I'm just I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just saying like, nah. I know. mean,
0: there was rumors that he used to get with Foxy Brown when he had her on the track, ain't no, right? Yeah, yep. And she was sixteen at the time, so mm. there mm. was rumors of that, but she's denied it. He's denied it. Uh, there was rumors that he actually used to, he actually used to get with Aaliyah before she married Dame Dash. She was also very young, but not underage. She was just young compared to Jay-Z, I guess. Hmm. And yeah, this whole Beyonce thing,
2: man. But what can you say, man? Big pimping. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to do a little more research on this and, uh, we may or may not be onto something here, which could be America's largest scandal. this happens to be your favorite rapper. Of all, time. all right, we, I'm gonna bring them down. All right, moving on. And anyways, guys, that
0: was NBA and a little bit of entertainment, I guess, or a little bit of scandal news or something. <laughs> what, whatever we just did there. That's the end of it. Let's move on <laughs> to the MLB. <laughs> all right. MLB headlines. Since the last time we spoke, <clears throat> huh? let's see here. Tim Anderson, White Sox shortstop. White Sox superstar shortstop, I would say at this point, because he's, he's pretty good. Uh, quote, the yeah, game I... is boring. End quote. We're going to get into that. Uh, Since the beginning of baseball history through 1990, 22 teams have finished, with the, have finished the season with at least 200 home runs. This year, 23 teams have at least 200 home runs. And I think I read that the Cardinals might be team number 24 by the end of the week. If great, they great. can hit four former home runs uh Royals manager Ned Yost to retire at the end of the season Mike Matheny special advisor might be the next man up Ned Yost had a 22-9 postseason record back-to-back AL pennant and 2015 World Series champion Mm -hmm. on the other side of that the Padres fire their manager Andy Green still had two years left on his contract I think we can shed some light on that as well talk talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. uh As far as playoffs, the Astros clinched, the Yankees clinched, the Cardinals clinched, and the Braves have also clinched. Uh, The Astros, third straight division title, Yankees first division title since 2012, and the Braves go to get their back-to-back division title. First time since, I guess, they went on all those runs back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I forgot what the last last year, and that must have been like, what, like 2001 or 2000-something?
2: More than that. I don't know. It was like 13 years or something.
0: No, I'm saying the last year that they ah. won it back to back. Gotcha. What year, do you know? What year that was? At the top. I'm of your not head? sure.
2: I'm not sure. Oh. It has to be in the mid '90s. Oh. Has to be like '96, '97, something like that. When they had Glavin, okay. Maddox, and Smoltz.
0: Yeah, uh, and the MLB ties the record for most 100 lost team, 100 loss teams with 100 losses, and teams with 100 wins. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about the competition these days. I personally think super teams are a real thing in baseball now where there's just other teams that cannot compete. And also, at the same time, teams are trying to tank. Uh, Nelson Cruz becomes the third player, 39 or older, to hit 40 home runs in a season. And Trey Mancini and Corey Seager are this week's NL, I mean, AL and NL players of the week, respectively. Word. And I would like my co host Manny to just play a quick audio of possibly this year's Cy Young. I don't know anymore. Maybe the gram has it. But Hee Yoon Ryu hitting a home run. Korean. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Korean announcer.
1: Oh.
2: I like the <laughs> laugh. <of
1: that>. Oh. <laughs> Nice. Man, they
2: those just, guys were pumped. They were pumped, man. We need more American announcers like this, man.
0: Yes. So that pretty much wraps it up for headlines since the last time we spoke. <clears throat> Manny,
2: anything Yo. you want to jump into? Just wanted to okay. add a couple a couple of things to this list, CT. I have a few more headlines. Okay. Um, it's not official yet, but it's looking like Joe Madden and the Cubs are going to be parting ways at the end of the season. Um, they're saying that bench coach Mark Loretta might be the next Cubs manager. I'll be surprised if that happens. You mentioned the Nelson Cruz home run, the 40th home run. Listen to the company that he joined when he hit that home run. Um, it's, he joins Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron as the only hitters age 39 or older to hit 40 or more home runs in a season. That's fucking crazy. Um, And Pete Alonzo becomes the first rookie to hit 50 home runs and 30 doubles in a single season. And then you also mentioned about the 100 loss, 100 win teams. I don't think any more teams are going to lose more than 100 games this year unless if somebody goes on, you know, loses every single game the rest of the way. Either way, I think it's not possible. Um, But the 100 win teams, there are it's the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers. Who else has 100 wins? Is that it?
0: Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and I think the Braves could have been. Braves,
2: uh, no, the Braves don't have oh, could it. Could be, could be. No, they
0: don't have. They don't have it yet. But they, they could be. They need four more wins, and there's gotcha. like six, and the, seven games left.
2: Right, and the Twins have ninety-six wins too. And if the yeah. A's win win out, I think they could win hundred wins too. So I agree with you. I think that that there's like a, the haves and have-nots of baseball. Like you're either super super good or you're not that good. I think there's there's very few teams in the middle you know what i mean yeah although the playoff race this year was a little more entertaining i feel like since we last spoke some teams broke away i feel like the nl is pretty set at this point um the american league i think the indians and the a's could battle it out or or is it the rays or whatever those three teams but other than that it seems like the the, you know the playoff the uh, playoff brackets are pretty set right now the rays
0: are tied with cleveland for the second wild card spot, and I think the Rays are about to face off with uh, with Boston. Nice. So, so, uh, and the I quitters. think after that they f- face off with the Yankees. So, I think I, th- I honestly think it's done. F-
2: the Rays are over, man. Well, the Yankees probably want home field advantage, especially after some stats came out this weekend. Um, the Houston Astros are sixty and twenty one at home. I think that's the best record in baseball. The Yankees, however, haven't lost a home series since early April. So we're talking about probably the two best home teams. They're going to want to secure home field advantage. So I think in some ways both teams are playing for something. I think the Yankees and the Astros actually play each other coming up. I I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um,
0: I actually think Houston's playing. I know Houston has to face off against the – they're playing Seattle tomorrow. Okay. And I think they have to face off with the Angels again
2: before ah. the season ends. Thank but you for not qu- quoting me on that. Don't You're quote probably
0: me on right. that because don't quote me on that because I'm not sure as well. But uh yeah, man, uh I see Cleveland here is facing off as against the White Sox tomorrow. So I know the Rays are facing off against the Yankees starting okay, tomorrow. So,
2: yeah, there's a two game series. Hate those. So stupid. Anyway, two game series between the Rays and the <laughs> Yankees. And then they play the the Texas Rangers. So um the Yan- I think the Yankees will show up to play the Rays in Tampa. Um, but I feel like that weekend series against the Rangers is going to be kind of a joke. Cause, you know, you're going to see a lot of people sitting down, resting, so on and so forth. There is one more headline that we forgot, CT, and that was that the Yankees honored CC Sabathia this past weekend. Um, some tears were shed. It was an emotional farewell. But he did say, I'll see you in the postseason. So it sounds like he might have a postseason roster secured. And I think he should— well, Actually, we they're
0: they're, they're moving him to the to the bullpen for the postseason. Okay, did you not hear about All this? Right. This Let's, sounds like
2: to me. This reminds me of the year two thousand, David Cohn. and it's a good move. I wrote an article about it. Go check it out. And call it to the pen. Can we
0: be re- can we be realistic, real quick, Manny? Yo, put your Yankee put your Yankee fandom aside. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, did it? That was pretty quick, man. I'm guessing there's not a lot of it
2: to put aside. <laughs> or... <laughs> why is cc on the playoff roster man come on i i honestly so i did write an article about this on call to the pen uh saying the 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 title of it was the reason why cc sabathia deserves a playoff roster is david cohn and in the year 2000 david cohn had probably one of the worst regular seasons you could ever imagine he had like a six something era he was terrible people were questioning whether or not he should be rostered for the postseason and Joe Torre decided, let's put him in the postseason. Let's let's put him in the roster. But he came out of the bullpen. And in game four of the World Series against the Mets, he faced off against Mike Piazza. Uh, the Yankees were winning 3-2. He represented the tying home run. It was the best season of Piazza's career, 2000. Um, and nobody in their right mind could con- would consider to put David Conan in after the year that he had. But he had the, the presence of mind. And this is why, why I think veteran pitchers – are important in some ways is that he had the presence of mind to go after him. He knew exactly how he had to pitch him, and it's just one hitter. Put everything you got to that one hitter. Get that one out, and one out can make all the difference, and it did. He got him out. They won the game, and they went on to win the World Series. And maybe CC could do something like that for the Yankees. Well, if Dylan
0: Betances hadn't gone down, would CC still be in the roster? If both um, Dylan Betances and Domingo
2: Herman aren't uh, are available. That's a, I mean, that's a good point. I'm not sure. I, I don't know who else is on the roster, but I think there's some other arms in there that they, they're not so confident in. Cortez, who was really good coming out of that opener role earlier this year, but he's sucked ever since. Tarpley, there's some arms in there that, that don't give you so much confidence, but neither does CeCe. But he does have the, the the years. He is a veteran. He's been there before. He's an important clubhouse presence. Something tells me he would have been in the roster regardless. <laughs> but I might be wrong. All right. All right, man. If you say so. Thanks for just taking my word for it. Can I can I uh bring my Yankee fandom back?
0: Yeah, I just wanna say, man, like I just feel like there isn't room for Cece. If he's not gonna make an appearance, don't put him in the don't put him in the roster. Hey. And I don't see how he makes an appearance in the postseason. Hey. Cut it out. All right, guys, we're gonna move on now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the Tim Anderson uh, article if... on Bleacher Report. Uh-huh. Now, I told Manny before we started recording, don't you just hate when Bleacher Report releases these long ass articles with a lot of fluff in between of like stuff that people said and what they really meant and how we interpreted and this and that. Like, we got it, Bleacher Report. If I have to scroll 20 times to get to the end of the article, <laughs> don't upload it. Uh... I'm, scro- I'm scrolling for days over here.
2: But and, the, and and the main point of the article is this. Here's the quote. I don't watch baseball. I just love to play it though, but it's boring to watch it.
0: All right, cool, Tim Anderson. Do you think you're helping the co- do you think you're helping the cause of baseball being boring by saying that it's boring?
2: So, let me so Let me
0: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let me read some other quotes, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to be in my Tim Anderson voice. <clears throat> All right. when I step in between the lines, I'm different, he said. I want to be that guy you don't want to play against. You play for the White Sox first of all, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to play against you. It's it's not it's not you. It's the team you play for. It's a team sport. But anyways, back to being Tim Anderson. <clears throat> I don't want I I don't want you to want to play against me because my goal is to go out and crush you every night. This isn't basketball. You're not Michael Jordan. Quote. So I don't really care about who. <laughs> so I don't really care about who on the other side they strap on their cleats just like I do so when I'm going out and compete so when I'm going to go out and compete man yeah I can't read this <laughs> so when I'm going to go out and compete man we playing a complete we paint we playing a competing game this ain't no friendly game so I take every game and compete at a high level you know I think that's what I owe myself it's just to go out and play hard every day and do my best and have fun with it. First of all, baseball is a friendly game, man. Stop trying to make us like the gridiron where we're at each other's throats and we are trying to injure the other player to remove them from the other game. Baseball is a is like a I always thought of baseball as kind of like the line between com, like, you know, contact conspet- competitive sports mm-hmm. and like tennis and golf and all those other sports. We're like right in the middle, you know? Like I feel mm. like it's it's an outdoors game. It's a summer game. It's a game where you you chew sunflower seeds and bubblegum and spit and <laughs> spank each other on the ass. So it is like a friendly game, right?
1: Yeah. Is
0: that just me? No.
2: Have
0: I have you. I been have I been have I been doing baseball wrong all these years? And should I really have been trying to fling my bat over at hurl my bat over at the other team in hatred <laughs> because I want to beat them that bad? But anyways, uh, I got to take, you know, I got to feel some type of way when players keep saying that baseball is boring or this and that. First of all, man, like what makes baseball fun is good players and you're a good player. Your your game is going to speak for itself. I don't need Mike Trout to, you know, go out there and show me anything else on the field to, to show me that he's, you know, that he's good or or I, I guess I, what I'm saying is that Mike Trout's game speaks for itself and everyone's game will speak for themselves and baseball fans will appreciate it for you to say that baseball is boring to watch I can't think of any I don't even watch football games with the same focus as I watch every you know the last two minutes or the last 10 minutes unless it's the team that I'm looking to watch basketball is another one I can't picture myself watching three quarters of basketball I'm only interested in the last 10 minutes or five minutes of the game so why do people always got to come bash baseball?
2: Like, like I don't know. So I, and I actually tweeted about this. I, I wasn't as offended by by Tim Anderson's comments because when we compare baseball to other sports, yeah, it's it's a completely different animal. There's a different pace to it. It can take three, four, five, it could take six hours depending on, you know, the game. If it's a Red Sox-Yankees game, it's going to be long as hell. Um, and there's some things about the game that for, you know, for a, gen- a generation of people that are growing up and they want instant gratification and they want to see the flashy star doing the awesome thing all the time, it's not really the, the game for that because whereas in the NBA LeBron James can touch the ball for, you know, f- half of the game pretty much. Anytime his team has possession, he's going to touch the ball. In baseball, you're going to have to wait around for your for your best your favorite player to hit or you're going to have to wait around for your favorite player to get a ball to to make a play on and so on and so forth. I get it. But that's why I think that baseball needs to work more toward changing the game a little bit. And and I don't mean changing how the game is played, but rather making these stars more accessible, um, making it so that people feel more inclined to turn on a game. And and maybe it's miking up players in the outfield. I feel like that or, or miking up somebody in the dugout or something like that. I think that that works really well when we've seen that in the All-Star Games and so on and so forth. Or like Alex Rodriguez had mentioned in his podcast. um, Letting people see their favorite hitter take BP, or letting—if you like pitchers—letting your, your, you know, letting people see your favorite pitcher warming up in the bullpen, or talking about what he's doing as he's warming up in the bullpen, and so on and so forth. Make people more accessible. Make the game more fun. If somebody hits a home run, let him let them do his flap his bat flip. If somebody strikes somebody out in a big moment, let him pump his fists and curse them out and do whatever. Um, you just have to. You know, loosen the reins a little bit, make the game more fun.
0: But here's, but see, I'm. This is what I'm talking about, though, because I don't feel like the other sports are that much more entertaining to watch. It's the highlights that are entertaining. It's LeBron yeah. James doing the windmill dunk in a fast break for the one second in the game that he got to do it. If he was doing that every play, yeah, I'll understand your no, point. No, yeah, no, you're right. But, but
2: but there's there's the chance there's the chance that LeBron James is going to do something special at any given moment. Whereas in baseball. You know, I always, like I said, when Alex Rodriguez was with the Yankees, even if I didn't watch the entire game, when Alex Rodriguez was up to bat, I always watched it because it was A-Rod. But most of the time, you know, hitters fail 70% of the time if you're a good hitter. So most of the time he was failing. So not only do I have to wait to see him get an opportunity to do something, then 70% of the time that I do watch him do something, it's not going to be that special. And then of those thirty percent of the time that he does do something special, maybe one percent of the time or less than that, it's something that you've never seen before. You know what I mean? So it's well, just that, it's just it's like chess. You know what I mean? It's like it's that's like what a, they, you know, yeah.
0: But you see, that's what I'm trying to say though. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make a point where people say the game is boring, right? Mm. But we can't just add a shot clock to baseball. That's not baseball. No, no. Okay, I got you. Right? Yeah. We can't just first of all what do what do what do players want? No one's stopping you from flipping the bat and acting like a total however you want to act. That's that's up to if the pitcher's gonna throw at you, guess what? He's he can always say, No, I didn't mean to peg him. It just so happens the ball got away from you. Nobody MLB is not gonna fine you for taunting or anything. I actually think we're the only sport that won't taunt that won't find a player for taunting, right? So mm-hmm. you can taunt, you can flip your bats, you can wear your custom cleats or anything except black cleats via flyers. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm asking is, is what, what more do you, do we give the You know, what more do we do to baseball to make it fun where without actually changing the sport of baseball? Like I feel like at this point, the only way we can make it fun is if we do add some sort of pitch clock that's enforced. And we give these batters aluminum bats or something like I, I don't know like what what is I think, what
2: are I think a pitch clock would be good I think they should do that for sure enforce it it is a rule in baseball but it's not enforced and I think access I think those two things alone would would make a huge difference more access to these players I mean how many times do we watch you know. All star games, and they have a player mic'd up in the outfield, and and everybody you go on Twitter, everybody's ranting and raving about how awesome it is that you could hear them talk to each other, and he's bullshitting and this this and that or whatever. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know,
0: man. I, I I feel like I'm a pretty common baseball fan, and it doesn't really do anything for me to hear these guys or, in the outfield. Sometimes it's kind of hard.
2: Like I'm I'm repeating myself, but or a rod rod's idea. You you wouldn't watch. Say Albert Pujols in his prime, if they say if if MLB tweeted out uh, Albert Pujols' BP is going to be available on the MLB app, you wouldn't check it out. Yeah, but
0: we're we're catering to already baseball fans. Tim Anderson's point is that we need to cater to non baseball fans more, like, and not just non baseball fans, black non baseball fans. Mm-hmm. That's what Tim Anderson's point is. My 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 question is, what is what is your solution to that? Without actually changing the fabric of the game, which is, like, and this, at this, what I'm saying is, like, without actually, like, inserting a forced pitch clock, which I agree could probably work, but I can imagine that's never going to happen. What is, what is the solution? And, again, these other sports, I never found it entertaining to watch a full basketball game unless it's the playoffs. And let's be honest, playoff baseball is just as entertaining as NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. if not more entertaining. I agree. So we're we're going back to the highlights being the main thing and the highlights again are only a couple seconds of the game. It's Steph Curry like shooting lights out, which yeah. I guarantee, which actually I agree. That that's actually as entertaining as hell. when Steph Curry has like a 10 for 12 three-point game or something. Yeah. It is entertaining. I when the when the Warriors are running the floor and are unstoppable, that is entertaining. But what do NBA fans say about the Warriors? They hate them because it's a dynasty team. It's a, it's a team filled with four All-Stars. Oh, they got Kevin Durant. That's not fair. But they're entertaining as hell to watch. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly think all this stuff is bullshit. Tim Anderson just wants to say something. And I really don't think you can find me. It's like, what's entertaining about watching an offense in football go three and out on every drive? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, there's boring aspects to every sport. The highlights kind of separate it. But... I honestly think the highlights are what they are. Like, baseball fans are going to like baseball highlights. Basketball fans are going to like their highlights and all the extra drama that comes along with NBA and so on and so forth. Like, I really don't see what can be done. It just is what it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that what what could be done at this point has already been done. I think, you know, uh, I think, like, like you said, A a clock, a pitch clock would be good. I think more access would be good. And maybe even shortening the season would be good. I mean, let's be real. I love baseball, but it is a long season. We're talking... There were games being played on March 28th. It's already the (laughs) end of September. That's like six months, five or six months. And we still haven't gotten to the postseason. And and like we always say, there is nothing like... For me, there's nothing like like the postseason in baseball. Because... The series are so short there's only only so many teams get in you know and you know what i'm willing to add another round if you have to and and shorten the regular season maybe maybe start the postseason you know mid-september yeah i would actually be okay with that i'm not gonna lie why not man let two more teams in bug it do a wild card round then move on to the divisional round although the, the, (laughs) the teams that win the division is gonna be sitting around for a long time but whatever
0: what else should we talk about when it comes to the world of
2: baseball of Pelota? Um, yeah. Tim kind of
0: Tim Anderson kind of took the whole baseball spotlight with that. Yeah. Article. I mean,
2: <laughs> I think, I think that it's, the, it's almost the end of the season. Things are winding down. I think the only thing, well, actually I wrote a piece on call to the pen last week that blew up and I want to see what your take on it is. So the title of the piece was um, five. It was five trades that could transform a franchise. And I want to go over it with you. Let me know what you think, CT, whether you agree, disagree, or if you have any other players you want to add to the list. Um, First, let me find it. Here it is. Five bold MLB trades that can transform a franchise. So the first one I said is Mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. I think that the Red Sox should consider trading Mookie Betts. And here are some teams that I think uh, they could make deals with. A, the San Diego Padres. Last offseason, they added third baseman Manny Machado. They gave him $300 million, million. The season before that, they added Eric Hosmer. They called up Fernando Tatis. He looks like the real deal. Chris Paddock looks like the real deal. And they only have $92 million committed in salary. So they can pay him his arbitration money. He's probably going to get close to $30 million. And they can afford to extend him if they want to. Or if not, then the Red Sox could try to get him back afterwards. They also happen to have pitching prospects. And I think they have one of the top farms in baseball. The other team is the San Francisco Giants. Um, they only have $111 million committed in salary and they're in desperate need of an outfielder in return. You can get Will Smith, who's been a really good reliever. And I believe they have a couple of farm system. They have a couple of prospects, but their farm system isn't that great. Um, what do you think?
0: I think I would rather take, i rather trade him to the Padres, I'm looking for like three close to MLB ready prospects. And when I mean close, I mean by next season, they'll be up in
2: in May, maybe. So they have, I think, I think they have three. I think they actually have three prospects. The biggest one is lefty pitcher Mackenzie Gore, who is, I think he's like, he's pretty big league ready already. Yeah, he Uh, is. The next one is Noah Syndergaard. So I think that all, all so prior to the season, they were talking about trading him. At the trade deadline, they were talking about trading him. And now with the whole situation with Wilson Ramos, something tells me that something's not quite clicking between the Mets and Noah Syndergaard. And you know what? So there, here, I have some stats here that kind of make a case for Noah Syndergaard not wanting to pitch to Wilson Ramos. This was last week that I wrote this, so the stats aren't updated to his most recent start. In 15 starts uh, with Ramos, Syndergaard's ERA is 5.09. In 10 starts with Thomas Nito, his ERA drops to 2.45. So I can understand why he doesn't want to pitch to Wilson Ramos. But regardless, yeah. here are some teams that he can go to: the Houston Astros. They only have 148 million committed. They're way under the salary, uh, the luxury tax threshold. Okay. And can you imagine? oh, my God, it wouldn't be fair. But anyway, he could go to the Astros and in return, the Mets could get Josh Reddick. That's not that big of a deal. But what's attractive about it is that he only has one year left at $13 million. And they could also get back all of these fucking big league ready pitching that they have in their farm system because the Astros are fucking ridiculous. And they're going to be good for the next, you know, decade, uh, century. Yeah. seriously. Or they can trade him to the Cincinnati Reds. Who only have sixty three million dollars committed in payroll. They already have Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray is looking like Sonny Gray again, and I think they have one of the top systems in baseball, so the sixth ranked farm system in baseball. So they could get back a ton of prospects and the fucking Reds would probably be the best team in the NL Central with that pitching staff. Yeah. Which one is more realistic for you? The Astros. Yeah, right. Come oh on. Can you imagine that? I feel Fuck.
0: like I feel like the Astros could do whatever they want.
2: Jesus Christ!
0: Because like they got guys in the, they have guys in the, in the minors that aren't in the majors. Just well, basically because they already have a stacked major league lineup. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, Kyle Tucker, if not for like the emergence of like Jordan Alvarez and like having George Springer up and all that stuff, like he probably would have been called up this year. But he just got called up a couple weeks ago when the rosters expanded. But he's pretty solid. Like you know, there's a bunch of players that they have in in the minors that are not going to be called up because there's nowhere to put them.
2: <laughs> Insane, man. Insane. And we
0: thought the Yankees farm system was good, and it is good. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Astros are just some, I
2: don't know, man. I don't know what they are. I, That's I a whole think new level. Ever, yeah. And and the thing too is that Garrett Cole is going to be a free agent. They could if he could walk away, and they could you know say they pull off this trade with Noah Syndergaard you know he's going to become the next best pitcher in fucking baseball because whatever the fuck they do in Houston works. So, I don't know. Yep. Um All right. The next one is – this one might shock you, CT. The next one is Nolan Arenado. Um, they just gave him that huge extension last year. And I know that this isn't even rumored or talked about or whatever, but something tells me that they might regret it a little bit. Not because – of the type of player he is, he's like the ideal player for a, for a team, but they kind of took a step back this year. He, they're tied to him for th- at the to the tune of thirty two point five million dollars a year, um, and they could get a lot in return for a guy like Nolan Arenado, like the Cardinals. They could trade him to the Cardinals for someone like Matt Carpenter and just completely deplete their farm system. They have a third baseman already called Nolan Gorman. They would have another Nolan. Um, so they could do something like that. So they would get rid of salary. They'd get back a decent player, Matt Carpenter, who might turn it around in Colorado. And I think he only has one year left in his contract. And they could get prospect in ret- prospects in return. Or maybe they could do something to the Phillies, let's say, um, who they don't have such a good farm system, but they have a good third baseman in their system called Alec Bohm. Or Bomb. I don't know. B-O-H-M. Look him up. Um, but anyway, the benefits of that is they'd get a prospect in return. So their future would be good and they wouldn't have to pay him so much money. What do
0: you think? I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, I'm looking over here, uh, the Rocky, <laughs> the Rockies scored a 805 runs mm-hmm. so far this season. Right now that puts them, looks like it's put them in the top 10 in all of major league baseball, at least top twelve. I'm I'm gonna just do a quick count. Looking through this, I'm just gonna do a quick count. It looks like it would put them in the top ten in baseball for a run score, but their pitching has given up so many runs. Their pitching took a step yeah. back. Really that's what took a step back uh this year. So I feel like they're one pitcher away from maybe being contenders next year. I don't know. I, I could see it happening. I know I know they play in Colorado and that's a big reason why maybe they score a lot of runs and also give up a lot of runs, but they weren't this bad last year, man. Yeah.
2: So I know that Colorado was an expansion team in the nineties, early nineties maybe. Um I'm not sure what the fan base is like out there, but should they should just consider moving that team, man, because pitching is never gonna work in Colorado. Or or make it a fucking dome. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's insane up there. I don't even know if that would work with the fucking elements anyway. I don't I don't think it will because I think it's being at a it's high It's being elevation. at that high. Yeah, right, exactly. They I don't they, know. Would,
0: they would have to they would have to add some sort of like gravity thing in there. I don't know what like I don't know what they got to do. Add air, extra air pressure somehow. Yeah. Cuz I think the problem is that the air is so thin up there and the ball's just like carry. There's yeah. nothing st- there's no air resistance stopping the ball.
2: All right. Let's do Science. two two more and then we'll move on to the NFL. So the next one is Chris Bryant, who's been rumored in trade talks also all season. So I, I think I heard somewhere, but I couldn't find the the source that that there could have been possibly a deal for Chris Bryant for Noah Syndergaard or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't even know if that really makes sense. It, it might make sense because the Mets could use a third baseman um but it doesn't make sense because i don't know it's like trading it's like trading the same players swapping because they're in the same kind of level arbitration wise so on and so forth it's it's almost like i don't know i don't even know if it makes sense yeah. um but anyway here's what i think and you now you're gonna say this guy is a fucking joke well first off <laughs> the phillies and the cardinals for the same reason as nolan arenado and now i'm gonna toss in the new york yankees <laughs> And this is who I think they can give the Cubs for Chris Bryant and that I I as a Yankees fan I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to give them Miguel Duhar to replace him at third base. You oh, can sure. also you can also have Esteban Florial. Go ahead, keep him. And I'll give you Davy um what's his name? Davy Garcia, is that his name? The the rookie pitcher. Yeah. And we'll take on his I'll take his money. We'll pay him his ar- arbitration and you can have these three prospects worth nothing. What do you think?
0: What player is this again?
2: Chris Bryant. <laughs> nah, man, I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> you don't want it to happen, or you don't see it happening?
0: Nah, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I don't. I. I. I really don't even see the Yankees ever making a trade for a superstar ever. Like, okay, if it requires You've changed them your to tune Because
2: a- last year you were you were on board that the Yankees are still the Yankees of old, and they're gonna sign all oh, these I was people. Wrong. I'm not okay. afraid to admit when I'm
0: wrong. All
2: right. And here's the last one, CT. This one might blow your mind. Well, Mike Trout.
0: Let me just finish that point. I, yeah, I yeah. really don't see the Yankees ever making a trade for a guy that would require, like, top flight talent in multiple. Like, you're talking about Enduhar, which we, let's be honest, I don't know if he's top flight, but the Yankees could afford to give him away. So I'll, I'll give you Enduhar. But Florio and and Garcia, nah, I don't see that happening. That's two okay. top talent. I feel like the Yankees are greedy. Still, and they wouldn't make that trade unless it unless they can give the Cubs like you know a twenty twenty five draft pick and maybe like <laughs> and Duhar and his little brother or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. fine. All right. By the, the last way, real one. quick, real, yeah. r- real quick. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. The Rockies are ninth in the league in runs scored, but second in the league in runs given up by their pitchers. So. Wow.
2: That's that stadium, and if, if we had more time to do some research, I bet that that trend has probably has probably been you know the same since they started. Because I mean, how many Colorado Rockies pitchers can you think of that reached elite status? I mean, elite do you, Marque- we- Marquez is decent, but aside from Marquez,
0: well, that's the thing. I'm, when you say elite, are we talking about would he be elite on another team or just? elite like elite anywhere
2: elite on his team on on the colorado rockies elite for the rockies
0: elite for the well by rocky standards or no no, no that's like, what I'm like
2: like someone that you would you know draft in the first round of an not maybe not second third round of an mlb fantasy draft because you know he's going to put up a ton of points
0: uh yeah i wouldn't say they've had that yet but again their pitching was pretty good last like not not good, but by Rocky standards, I by feel like Rocky they had some standards. pretty good. I pretty I feel like they had some pretty good pitching last year.
2: The only pitchers that I can think of, aside from Herman Marquez, was Mike Hampton back in the day, and he wasn't even that good, and he was a ground ball pitcher. And Ubaldo Jimenez, when he when he broke into oh, the yeah, league, like, he was he was a beast like, for for a minute there. The one year where he had like twelve strikeouts in one game, yeah. and everyone was like Ubaldo. Yeah, yeah, and then he look at him now. But anyway. Let's move on. The last one is Mike Trout, who I think he deserves the contract that he got from the Angels, uh, which is 35.5 annual average value over 12 years. But I, like I said before, I think that this contract is going to be like Alex Rodriguez to the Texas Rangers. It's going to hold the Angels down for a minute. So yeah. here's what I'm especially considering that they still owe Albert Pujols another year at almost $30 million next year. So. If they want to win a World Series it's not going to happen next year. They're going to have to wait, you know, at least 2 years. And at that point, you know, who knows what Mike Trout's going to be. He might not be the same player. He's still going to be elite, but he might not be this Mike Trout. Anyway, yeah, here's who I think uh Mike Trout can go to. Padres and the Giants for the same reasons that I said about Mookie Betts. And then I'm throwing in two big money teams um although I'm going to eliminate the Yankees cuz I, you know, in hindsight I'm like that's that was kind of stupid. The Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out here. The Dodgers are a team that's not afraid to spend a lot of money. And next year, they're only committed $123 million, way under the luxury tax threshold so far. That's not including all these, you know, they're going to have to re-sign people and stuff, arbitration players and shit. That's going to go up, but either way, they're below. They can trade to the Angels someone like Jock Peterson, who's arbitration eligible, hits home runs. He's He's an okay player. And he only made five million last year. So, if he gets ten million next year, it's a lot. I don't think he's gonna get that much. Plus, they have top three top prospects already in their farm systems, MLB ready prospects. Send them over to the Dodgers, uh, to the Angels. Get back Mike Trout. What do you think? Take all the salary, all that stuff. You know, I I could actually see this happening
0: just because it's so much money, and it could it could honestly like break the bank for the yeah. for the angels so i could actually see that happening but him going to the dodgers I, what i'm saying is i can picture them trading trout eventually mm-hmm. just not to the dodgers unfortunately
2: really i mm-hmm.
0: mean it's the same city You that's like the mets and the yankees making a trade yeah. and even though i think it's stupid that they don't trade because honestly the mets could use some prospects and the yankees would happily take some like noah syndergaard I just don't see the Angels trading him to the Dodgers. But that would be crazy if it happens. So I'm not against it. I, I do see them trading him eventually. Not not to the Dodgers, though.
2: Now, I want you to notice a trend before we move on to football. All these players, there was a lot of big-name big teams that were mentioned. I had mentioned the Giants, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Phillies. All-time great the teams, Astros. right? Astros. Um, what's one team you didn't hear there? the red Sox. oof, that must hurt and i think it's because not, we just I, i'm, I, I'm listen, not trying no I'm that's not, I'm it not, i'm not listen i'm no. not trying to i'm not trying to step on you or or troll you. Oh, yeah i kind of oh. am a little bit but you guys are so fucked for the next few years i can't even But you listen get, this... we won the world <laughs>
0: series i said i'm tired of this conversation we won the world <laughs> series just last year all right uh, okay can you repeat that for me real quick? Who won the World Series last year? Uh,
2: the Boston, the Boston. we may not win for the next decade, Red Sox.
0: That's probably what you said in 04. That's probably what you said <laughs> in 07. That's probably what you said in 2013. I know nobody thought the Red Sox would win in 2018. Oh, here matter we fact, go. I could, I matter of fact, okay. I thought nobody. Okay, here we go. Once, excuse me, matter of fact, once the Yankees went to the ALCS 2000, 2017 and they got Stanton the season afterwards, I I can go back on our fantasy baseball chat and find a bunch of claims about well, the Yankees this and Yankees that. Red Sox winning the World Series is nowhere in no, n- nobody's vocabulary. It wasn't even in my vocabulary. It was in my vocabulary. Even though, cra- even though I cracked a couple jokes about it, but come on, man.
2: We just won the World Series, all right? Kill that noise. It was in my vocabulary. Go back. I said the Red Sox were the team to beat all year last year. Team to beat does not mean team to win the World Series. That's what it means to me. They're the team to beat. Like this year for me, the Astros are the team to beat. In the postseason. You beat the Astros, you're winning the World Series. That's that's my, that's no, my take. Let, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. When you say a
0: team is the team to beat at the time, you, the context you were saying it was, they were the team to be for
2: the division. So I think the Red Sox, last year I thought the Red Sox were the best team in baseball. They were going to be the, no, they're you, the no, you team didn't. of destiny. Oh, go back here. You can go back. I don't I care on this podcast. Go back. Good. luck I. You know what?
0: If I find time in my busy schedule to go back and actually find when you said the Red Sox were the best team in baseball, I'll happily say that I was wrong. But I, I guarantee that does not. That sentence doesn't exist in a text anywhere. And it doesn't exist <laughs> in, in, a, in a podcast anywhere. All right.
1: So let's I'm gonna, cut the I'm shit because we gonna,
0: won it in 2000. Less than a year ago, we won the World Series. All right.
2: Um, so I don't care that we're not in WhatsApp. If you do, if you do a a search word and then comma and then another search word, will it find it?
0: I'm not sure. Damn.
2: Get on that Facebook.
0: Get on that Facebook. Oh, because Facebook owns WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man, that was some good baseball talk, man. But of course, you had to take that low, low jab, man. You had to to hit me in the gut. (laughs) Hit me in the gut with that. God damn.
2: I switched Real my quick, phone. Re- yeah. Real
0: quick, before before uh, before we move on to football, is there any team you see surprising you and sneaking into that second wild card spot, National League and American League? I say there is no surprise. The teams that we're looking at now are the
2: teams. Mm. What do you think? I think in the National League, it's pretty set. Although, yeah. I think it would be, as a Yankees fan, this is crazy to say, but... I think it would be fun to see the Mets make it. Although I don't, I don't think they're that. That's not going to happen. The chances of that are very slim. Yeah, In the American League, um, wait a minute. Oh, it's uh, Tampa and Cleveland are tied. Uh, I think I said this last week. I'm not really scared of Cleveland. I think Tampa's going to take it. So I'm with you.
0: Well, I think Cleveland's going to take it, and. I, it's funny how last week we said Milwaukee wouldn't be that second wild card yeah. team, and now it looks like they are going to be that second wild card what team. What the so. fuck, man? Whoever Welcome faces Milwaukee, is, man. Yeah. They're lucky. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, watch us be
0: watchers be wrong. Watch us be wrong about yeah. that too, and they just sweep the Cardinals or something like. Or yeah, watch them win the they, World they Series. They would be facing it. <laughs> they would be facing the Dodgers, so that's probably not going to happen. So, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyway. Let's transition into
2: the
1: NFL.
0: (zusfahren) Guys, to be honest with you, the headlines in the NFL, we probably all know what they are. I'm just going to go through some NFL scores real quick, man, if you would allow me.
2: Uh, Be my guest while I search for the times that I said the Red Sox were the team to beat.
0: ( nutritizes) You're not going to find it. Oh, but team to beat, again, wait, sorry, guys, we're in the NFL section, but if you didn't listen to the baseball section, I'm just going to restate this. Saying that the Red Sox are the team to beat, yeah, I remember you saying that, but that's not saying that they would be the World Series champions. Anyways, back to the NFL scores for week three, and just to remind everyone, the Bears and the Redskins are playing tonight. Stop, the Bears. Sorry. Anyways. The Jaguars beat the Titans twenty seven on Thursday night football. Cowboys beat the Dolphins. No shocker there. Thirty one to six. The Buffalo Bills undefeated. Boo. The undefeated Buffalo Bills edged out the Bengals. Uh you schedule seventeen so far. We have the Patriots in our division, so I don't want to hear it because You have
2: you haven't faced them yet.
0: We will though. Twice. And you'll lose. Uh guaranteed the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Detroit Lions 27 to 24. The New England Patriots have beaten the Jets 30 to 14. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Falcons 27 to 24. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Raiders 34 to 14. God, the Raiders, man. Like they I guess the Raiders have fallen out of headlines now because I guess people expect them to be bad, and that whole John Gruden thing kind of died out, and AB's not there anymore, but anyways. Yep. The Chiefs beat the Ravens 33-28. That game was crazy. I don't know if you watched it. Um, nope. The Green Bay Packers beat the Denver Broncos 27-16. to The Panthers beat the Cardinals with their backup quarterback 38-20. to and the New York Giants beat the Buccaneers 32 to 31. That was a pretty interesting game. Let's go. Game.
2: Can I give you a quick fact about that about that win? Really yeah. quick. The go Giants on, 18 point time. yeah. The, the 18 point comeback against the Tampa Bay Bucks was their largest comeback in 49 years. Let's go Giants. Woo! 49 years? 49 years according to Fox Sports NFL on Twitter. Wow. The New Orleans State, with their backup quarterback, beat the Seahawks
0: 33-27. Russell Wilson, after he got that money, can he still get it done? I don't know. Uh, The Texans beat the Chargers 27-20. Chargers looking like a disappointing season so far. Uh, The 49ers beat the Steelers 24-20. The Rams beat the Browns 20-13. The Browns are looking horrible this year. And as I mentioned before, the Bears will face off with the Redskins as we record this. So who knows what the outcome of that game is going to be. I just want to say something real quick, Manny. Bears are going to win that game. Yeah, go ahead. The Buffalo Bills are great. Back to you. All right,
2: whatever. Um, here's all I have to say. The Giants were the story this week, CT. And, and that's it. That's Look, all you need to know. For a good reason and a bad reason.
0: Let's talk about the Giants real quick. So they, they lose Saquon Barkley now for four to four to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. Um, so I watched a good amount of that game, and honestly, the Giants' defense sucks, man. Oh my
2: god, it's <laughs> fucking terrible. They the could they could actually so be horrible. a decent team if they had a good if they had just a fucking average de- uh, defense. They could be decent. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not gonna lie, Daniel Jones looked pretty. He looked Daniel Jones didn't look. Like a rookie quarterback in this, in that sense, I guess. I mean, it is the Buccaneers, but I, I was impressed with what Daniel Jones was able to do. He, he throws a pretty good football, right? Yeah. But immediately once they take the lead, it takes Jane Jameis Winston, like that's his name, right? Winston.
2: Yeah, yeah. Take, Jameis Winston. Takes him like
0: two. Pl- it takes him like two plays to get into
2: field goal range. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. <laughs> and... No, I, I. And and that's the thing. That's why the that, and I feel like that's why the Giants pick daniel jones is because even though he didn't come from the big university or had the big flashy record it's that he had experience he had poise he kind of looked like a veteran quarterback you know as a rookie and i think that that's kind of what the giants want in a quarterback that's what they've always had Kerry collins was the same way in the early 2000s late 90s you know that's what sims was back in the day they've they've never had the tom brady or the you know the big flashy Steve young or Joe yeah. Montana's. It's always been just a guy who can get it done. The game manager who can get the plays done when it needs to be done. And it looks yeah. like Daniel Jones it's only one game. I know that we're all getting ahead of ahead of ourselves, us giants fans. I want to calm it down a little bit. Cause who knows what's going to happen with this kid, but it looked good. And it felt good to see somebody who can make those types of plays. Um, yesterday, that being said, they were a field goal away from losing that game. So 18 yeah, but- point comeback, clutch it was a missed field goal that won us the game at the end of the day
0: even if they had lost that game by the field goal it doesn't take anything away from daniel jones putting them in a position to win which is all a quarterback can do i Truth. mean the only thing he could have done better was put them get them in the position to win with less time on the clock but let's be honest like yeah let's not get greedy here right yeah. he, he got the job done the giants defense didn't hold it but lucked out that the kicker missed the field goal um, that must be the worst, isn't it? Oh, For man. the game to come down to a kicker. I mean, they, I saw James Winston right then, right when the kicker missed, and the look on his face is just like, oh, like, whatever. like <laughs> Nothing I can he's, do about I mean,
2: it. <laughs> he's a bust if you've ever seen a bust.
0: You think? Yeah, He, he sucks, is, in, ter- in, in terms of where he got drafted, yeah, but yeah. I don't know too much about the Buccaneers to w- what team they put around him. I feel like I don't know anyone really on the Buccaneers besides, like, that middle linebacker they have, which the name is escaping me right now, but, you know. That's
2: what we're known for, guys. We forget names, especially when it comes to football. There's so many fucking people on the football team. I don't know how people remember these names.
0: First of all, I watch baseball, basketball, and football like the common fan does, which is mostly towards the end of the games. So... (laughs) <laughs> Let's be honest. You guys are not sitting there watching all 32 NFL teams, like going back to watch start to finish.
2: So, so here's unless- the thing, and here here's a shameless plug, CT. This the reason why I really wanted Hotheads to join us, the the Welcome to the Show podcast network, is because these guys know their fucking shit, and I'm just like, there are actually fans out there that could rattle off. Like I, I'll listen to their podcast, and half of the time I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I'll go on my fantasy app and they're on point. So like I I can't I can't personally I can't do that. I'm I'm like you when it comes to baseball I feel like I'm more intense in it because I have to be for for my day job or whatever. I want to know what's going on, all the stats, all this, all that. But in football, 52 players on a team, 30 teams. That's you know, that's too many people. I can't fucking when I was I a kid, right, right, here's a quick story, CT, and then, and then you could take it off. When I was a kid, me and my best friend, Gus, we were in a mall in Jersey. I, it's, it wasn't Garden State Plaza. It's the other one in Paramus. What's that one called? I can't remember. Paramus Mall? Pra, Paramus, Paramus Park. Paramus. One of those. <laughs> Paramus, it's one called of those pra- Paramus Malls. I, Garden State Plaza? Not Garden State Plaza. It was another one. It was on Route 4. Anyway, I'm going to lose people here and um <laughs> here i am forgetting the names of court of uh of, we don't uh, remember we don't remember anything man like. i don't remember shit. <laughs> but there was a wide receiver from the giants walking around and gus recognized him it was it was Iliard ike Iliard, and i i did i had no fucking clue that that's who he was that's all i gotta say that's that's kind of football for me in a in a nutshell i like it it's entertaining the games are fun sometimes on tv Um, but if Saquon Barkley were to walk past me tomorrow on the streets, I probably wouldn't know that it was him.
0: I would actually know it's Saquon Barkley because his thighs are massive and his quads are (laughs) massive and stuff, so I would be like, whoa, dude, like, you notice that your jeans
2: are... (laughs) You you have massive thighs. Are you Saquon Barkley?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I actually do know what he looks like, but a dead giveaway would be the thighs.
2: Yeah, okay. Kind of game, 20 let's inch move eyes,
0: on. <laughs> Dave, 20 inch
2: eyes.
1: Oh, CT. Hey, All man. right.
2: The, the, the other thing that I found interesting this past weekend is that the Pats finally cut ties with Antonio Brown. Um, and apparently Antonio Brown enrolled in school or some shit. And then he also vowed to never play in the NFL again. I'll believe it when I see it. But this little piece of audio, uh, Jamel Hill. Posted it on Twitter and I thought it was fucking epic. So I'm gonna play it real quick. Um right. it's really quick. You're probably not gonna get it by listening to it, but anyway, let's 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 hear what it was.
1: I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask what was the final straw with Antonio Brown.
2: Yeah, we're focused on the Jets today. Thank you, coach. So that so that was God, Dana Jacobson of, of CBS. I can't stand Bill Belichick. And she stopped him for a quick interview, asked him a question. He does what he does best, which is not answer questions. And she dismissed his ass. And from listening to it, it doesn't sound like it. But when you see her face, you guys have to go on Twitter and watch this. It was kind of like, okay, thanks. And he stood there like, okay, is there going to be another question? She was like, no, okay, thanks. Bye. Now, like, I don't want to talk to you. And I fucking love that shit. Because, listen, I understand that you're a football coach and that this is your thing that you don't want to answer questions about things that you don't want to talk about. But the fact of the matter is you guys took on a player that has a shitload of, you know, baggage on him and those questions are going to be asked so take your fucking you know your head out of your ass and just answer the fucking questions you know what i'm saying like i don't know i I just i can't stand bill belichick's press conferences they're the most annoying things in the world he thinks he's holier than now yes you're a great fucking coach the greatest coach in nfl history i'll grant you all of that shit but fuck man will you talk like jesus can you no, honestly, man, listen, I'm going to
0: defend Bill Belichick. I'm a Bills fan, so you know that I would rather see the Patriots lose and win. But listen, Bill Belichick is who he is. He has not changed. He hasn't budged for anybody. For you to ask him about Antonio Brown, which he hasn't answered a question about while he was on the team... You know, I'm talking about in the negative sense. Like he might have answered a a football question about Antonio Brown, but about all the off-field drama stuff, he hasn't answered a question about him since. For her to ask him that question one-on-one, she was trying to bait him into saying something, and she knew she wasn't gonna get it. So what did she get? She got the obvious Bill Belichick answer. She was dumb for asking in the first place. Like if she asked me that question and I was Bill Belichick, I would have been like, "Bitch, like did you do not know who I am? Like why why did you ask me this question?" Do you want me to embarrass you in front of all these? That's how I would have handled it if uh, I was Bill Belichick. Okay, but, but I Of course, people. People just yeah. People love to hate the Patriots. I guess I don't hate the Patriots. And I, for anybody well, that hates I do. Bill Belichick, <laughs> you're telling you're telling me you wouldn't like Bill Belichick to be the head coach of the Giants.
2: Of, of course, I would love it. But I mean, I, you can't we hate had the, guy, man. We had a guy in Tom Coughlin who was known as a fucking drill sergeant, one of the toughest coaches in football. And he did his job and answered questions after the game, even if he didn't like the questions. You're you get paid millions of dollars to coach a football team, and part of your job is to answer questions at the end of games, before games, whenever the media stops you, answer the goddamn questions. And he answers and you it. know what? The media's job is to find out these types of things. So they're gonna continue to ask ask the questions. And he's better suited just saying we cut antonio brown we don't condone any of the things or whatever the fuck i don't know give a fucking pc answer a straightforward written lawyerly shit whatever and they're going to stop asking you but if you keep avoiding it and just acting like a douchebag you know this shit is just going to continue happening
0: but that but that's my thing he's always been a douchebag to reporters you're going to ask him a question about dramatic antonio brown after they cut him
2: that's when but you're they, gonna choose to answer the
0: question. You knew you knew the answer you were gonna get. So what? But what they've been the, they've the been whole,
2: asking him. Last week, this happened too. They the, the Boston even, media has been going to town on Bill Belichick, and he that's won't even, budge. That's even less of a reason to ask him. But then you're not doing Isn't your job. It?
0: What are you talking about? You could ask him about a million other football questions. You don't have to ask him about Antonio Brown. You'll get the answer when you get the answer.
2: But it's Bill Belichick, man. That's the like, story, though. Th- Antonio Brown is the story. You you made your bed by signing Antonio Brown. Now you have to lay in it. That's all I'm they saying. They cut him. They cut him. Yeah, so he, explain your Bill reasons Belichick. Why. Bill Belichick only answers questions
0: that, have, that deal with the game ahead. What does Antonio well. Brown... What what insight does asking about Antonio Brown give you about the game ahead?
2: How does your game plan
0: change? I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that Bill Belichick is right for not answering questions in the sense that he does. That's your, that's an opinion on its own. Like I personally don't care. People can care yes or no if they want. But my thing is that he's been like that his whole life, and this girl, this lady, asks him that ahead of the game. What answer did you think you were gonna get? Like I don't, get, I get for no credit. I'm, I'll actually going to be like, if I was, if I was the owner of her reporting newspaper, whatever the hell she reports for, I'd be like, why did you waste a question knowing that you wouldn't get the answer?
2: I loved it, man, and I say keep it going. All right, I'll, man. And and you know what? He wins too because then he doesn't have to answer questions because he's just gonna, he's just gonna get <laughs> dismissed. Yeah, he probably um, loved it. That and fuck, that man. While we're while, while while I'm bashing Bill Belichick, can he fucking stop ripping his sweat? He looks like a bum on the fucking in, in the sidelines. He looks like Darth Vader. If I mean, Darth not Vader ate win, like, best, cheeseburgers to, all the time.
0: He's not trying to win like best dressed NFL coach or anything. So I know, but he looks I'm fucking I,
2: horrible, man. Jesus,
0: I'm eye with it. Okay, you should be a Pats fan. Nah man, I'm a I'm a Bills fan. I'm I'm stuck with them. So Bills 2025 man, Super Bowl champs.
2: Okay. Um the last thing I have and I'm not sure if you have something else CT is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um so not so much about the game but I I <laughs> I heard some audio on Twitter and I wanted to play it because it cracked me up. So uh let's play it and then we'll explain it.
1: I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, and then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, being my one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. <laughs>
2: So that whole thing, that whole story that he described is about a fire in Philadelphia. They did this rescue, whatever. They were throwing babies out windows. He was catching them. And then he drops that one last quote at the end. He was throwing babies out the window, and we was catching them, unlike Aguilar, (laughs) who is a player in the Eagles who caught two TDs yesterday, but he also (laughs) dropped two passes and fumbled. This guy took the time out of rescuing babies from a burning building to take a shot at a player on the Philadelphia Eagles—that's Philadelphia <laughs> for you, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. Yeah, man, Eagles
0: fans doing some crazy shit. I've been—I've been to a couple Eagles games, uh, and, and I've probably drank myself to the point that I didn't notice, but <laughs> I always wear an Eagles jersey when I go to an Eagles game. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no, it's—it's it's insane, man. It's crazy because. You know, I even went, to, get, get this, I went to a Bills, I went to the first Eagles game I ever went to was a Bills versus Eagles game, and the first touchdown pass that Nelson Aguilar caught was at that game, fun fact. Oh, really? And I wore a LaShawn McCoy jersey, he was on the Bills at the time, but I wore that jersey yes. because I honestly had heard so many rumors that I would get killed if I wore another thing, but there were a lot of Bills fans that day, I, sh- I should just worn a Bills jersey, but yeah, I wore a Bills yeah. jersey, I wore I wore an Eagles jersey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a fan base that, when they won the Super Bowl, uh, they were eating horse shit. Um, they, well, that was like a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. A they were fans. plunking Santa Claus with snowballs one year. There's something when else. they w-
0: I went to the. I actually went to the parade day in in Philadelphia too, when they won the world. When they won the uh, Super Bowl, man, and that shit was insane as well.
2: Oh, you did? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I have a friend that's a pretty big Eagles fan, and we went, we stood, I, I was sandwiched between two guys for like nice. a good part of three hours, just to see just to see a bus go by with Eagles <laughs> with Eagle players on it. <laughs> so
2: you so you've been you've been fortunate. Now that we're winding down on this episode, you've been fortunate enough to witness four Red Sox World Series, right? Is it four? Two thousand four, yes. yep. 18? It's four. Um, Have you ever? Did you ever go up to Boston for a for a ticker tape? Well, that's a New York thing. A a parade, a championship parade. Uh, no. Okay. So I went once. I think it was after the '99 World Series with the Yankees. Maybe it was '98. My sister Jenny went in '96, and I remember being disappointed because she cut school. She said she would take me. She told my mom and my dad, she said, listen, I'm going to cut school. I'm going to go to the Yankees parade. We're big baseball baseball fans, so they were cool with it. And she's like, I'll take you or whatever. And I woke up the next morning. She was gone. And I was like really disappointed. But anyway, it must have been 98. My mom gave me permission to go to one of the ticker tape parades. So me and Gus went down, my best friend Gus. And it was fucking amazing, man. And you're right. You're just standing amongst this crowd of people. It was cold and You just see a fucking bus drive by. You barely catch a glimpse of any of the players. But it's just being together with fans of your team. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. Can't wait to do that again this year.
0: I'm so happy you said that, man. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll remember this episode. (laughs) One last thing. Let's talk about uh, Kyle Allen, the backup quarterback for the Panthers. Yeah. Four touchdown, four touchdown performance. Yep. Uh, when in a win over the Cardinals, um, you stated before that he's looked good in three career games mm-hmm. coming in for Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton finished? I'll let you get your point in.
2: So, first off, I don't think he's finished. Um, so there were some tweets that just came out. As a matter of fact, if you give me a second here, you're gonna do some editing tonight, man. My bad. You don't have to edit this. Um, <laughs> So the Hot Heads podcast actually t- uh, retweeted this from Doug Farrar. Cam Newton's 2020 cap hit would be $21.2 million. Cam Newton's dead cap in 2020 would be cut $2 million. Um So basically, uh, the Panthers could save a lot of money if they cut Cam Newton. I don't think that's going to happen, but the way Kyle Allen played yesterday makes you wonder. And then it made me go onto to NFL Reference or ProFootballReference.com. I typed in Kyle Allen's stats. He hasn't played that much, so take this into consideration. He's only had 57 pass attempts in his entire career. He's played in three games, parts of two games, and one entire game. But his passer rating in total is around 96, 93.2, and he has a 68.4 completion percentage, six touchdowns, no interceptions five hundred and twenty seven yards in those fifty seven attempts. Um, if this is the real deal, he's going to get to play again next next week because Cam Newton has already been ruled out. Uh, so they're going to play against the Tennessee Titans. If he has another epic game like this, the Panthers are going to have a I don't I don't know if it's so much of a tough choice to make, but some questions are going to be asked. I think I think it's going to be something that's going to be talked about. Is Cam Newton finished? Should Kyle Allen be the next quarterback for the for the Panthers? Um. my quick answer is no. I think it's too soon. Cam Newton is too good, but a body like Cam Newton's taking all those hits. I can't see him playing for too long. It's just he he's he's going to continue getting too hurt. He's getting older, um, so yeah, yeah. I don't
0: see Kyle Allen being the real deal. I mean, it was against the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know true. if you know this, but true Cardinals are horrible. Yeah, uh, but I do Whatever. think Whatever, the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Titans aren't gonna be that much greater. Fact check, fact anyway. check. They're
2: playing the they're playing Houston next week, not Tennessee. My bad. The Texans? Yes.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good that, that'll be a good test for him. But um honestly I, I don't see this being like the real deal, but I do think the Panthers should look at options for moving on from Cam Newton because I, I I just I think you're right, he's taking too many hits. Um,
2: he can't play, he man. He's in- always hurt now.
0: Yeah, he was injured last year. He'll be injured this year for a good chunk of the season. So um, it sucks, too, because if this guy is healthy, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I think he's a like a good quarterback to have on your team. He's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, his athleticism alone could probably win you games and stuff, but mm-hmm. they should look into maybe drafting a quarterback next season, you know? Yeah, quite possibly. But... Kyle Allen, I mean that good. Good for him though, for for having a good performance against against the uh, against the Cardinals. And uh, but no, I don't I don't see this being the real deal, Holyfield. Okay, just me though. What do
2: I know about football? <laughs> truth, truth. <clears throat> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out the Hot Heads podcast on Wednesday. We will link it in our description. Um, Don't forget to check out the replay podcast on Friday where we're going to revisit Super Bad. And that's it. That's all I got, CT. Guys, what
0: can I say? That was the Welcome to the Show podcast.
2: We do big things.
0: We do big things. We talk baseball. We talk football. Sometimes we talk basketball, depending on what time of the year it is. Uh, one day you might tune in and catch us talking about movies. Maybe. And feelings. Maybe. And experiences. Yep. That's all I gotta say, Manny. Okay. Anything <laughs> Anything you'd like to add before we sign off?
2: Uh, one final time. Nah, man. That's all I got, man. Take care now. Bye-bye, man.
0: Listen, guys, one last thing I'm going to say. Listen, the Red Sox won the World Series in 2018. Oh, so anytime you hear any, if you're a Red Sox fan out there and someone wants to give you shit for this season, hit them with this. We won the World Series in 2018. When was the last time your team won it? And that's it. Period. Let's go, Bills. Um, Hopefully we beat the Patriots. And that's all I got to say.
2: All right, whatever. Um. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Let's go. Yankees. Danny Dimes. Peace out.
1: Peace Woo! Out.